Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Jen. And this is your Fruitful 15. This podcast will help you see how small changes in our daily habits can yield big results. We show you how you can change your life in 15 minutes a day. Welcome, listeners. We created this podcast for you because we know not everyone has the time or energy or money to work with a health coach or learn the evidence behind behavioral change. So we have taken it upon ourselves to be your free health coaches and a whole lot more. So Sarah, that was an awesome intro. Before we just jump right into our purpose of this podcast, I wonder if it would be helpful if we introduced ourselves a little bit. Would you mind starting? Yeah, sure. I'd love to talk a little bit about the journey, so to speak, to this podcast. I'll start from birth. No, just kidding. I'm not (laughs) going to start from birth. (laughs) But no, I'll start with, I've always been a really science-minded person. I've always really loved science. So I knew I was going to study something sciencey in my undergrad and possibly pursue a career in medicine. So I went to the University of Arizona. Go Wildcats. Yeah. (laughs) Go Wildcats. That's in my home state, everyone. Yes. And I studied molecular and cellular biology, which is just a really fancy way of saying biology. Ooh, very fancy. Yes, very fancy. And then I thought, okay, I think I want to be a PA. So I went to... Baylor College of Medicine's PA program and graduated from there and promptly entered into family medicine practice. And I was really interested in forming relationships with my patients and doing a lot of education and counseling. So that felt like the right specialty to be in. And I was there for about five years. And gradually over those five years, I started to notice that I didn't feel like I was really helping anyone. I felt like we were just kind of spinning our wheels with talks about prevention and education and counseling. I really loved the relationships I was forming. It just didn't feel like I was really helping anyone. You mean like, let's say I had type 2 diabetes and I was your patient. How would it feel like that we weren't really making progress to you? So what would happen is I would feel like we would have the same conversation over and over again, Mm. which is like, here's your med refills. And, you know, I think you need to eat better and exercise. The patient would say, yeah, I think I should eat better and exercise too. Kind of like when your dentist tells you to floss more and you're like, yeah, 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 I'll floss more. (laughs) But like, then you go home and you don't floss more. Right. Just groundhog day. Yeah. The patient would come back three to six months later and I would just feel like, well, here we are again, you know, let's have this same conversation again. And it just felt very futile to me. So Around that time, a position opened up at Baylor College of Medicine, and I tricked the faculty into taking me on. (laughs) I knew I always wanted to be an educator again. And if I may say, I think that Sarah is one of the most humble people I've met. So Sarah, I know they had their eye on you because (laughs) you've shown your prowess as a student. So it was a homecoming, actually. It did feel like a homecoming. I was very happy to be there. And so shortly after joining the faculty, I was introduced to lifestyle medicine and we'll talk more about what lifestyle medicine is. But I was like, oh, this is the answer. Like, this is how we can help people is by using, yeah, by using this specialty of medicine to help people really gain access and knowledge and change for their health. 
And so I was really fortunate. I secured a five-year grant to incorporate lifestyle medicine into medical education. As you know, Jen, being a fellow PA, which I know you'll talk about in just a second, we don't get a lot of training in how to really talk to people about how they move and how they eat and how they sleep and all of those things. Which you'd think we would, right? Right. You'd think that would be the core of healthcare. (laughs) No, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. And so I'm really fortunate that I get to make some change in that area. And the deeper I swam into that pool of lifestyle medicine, the more I felt motivated to become a health coach so that I could really help facilitate behavior change. I still practice one day a week in a clinic devoted to lifestyle medicine. And then I spend most of my time teaching lifestyle medicine to the PA students at Baylor College of Medicine, which I'm truly fortunate to be able to do that. So that is my story, in a sense, how I got into lifestyle medicine. And I was swimming around in that pool of lifestyle medicine. And I knew of a Jen and I knew she's awesome, but I didn't quite fathom your awesomeness. So Jen, I want you to tell us a little bit about your journey and your awesomeness. (laughs) You're hilarious. And before I forget to say it too, congratulations on getting that grant. Like that is seriously an accomplishment. And having written for a grant myself, I know it is no easy feat. It is a lot of work. I had a lot of help and I'm very grateful. Strong work. So Sarah and I met because we run around in a lot of the same circles and we both attend the American College of Lifestyle Medicine conference every year. Lifestyle medicine is now an official medical specialty, just like orthopedics or pediatrics. It has been since 2017 and they have a annual meeting. And so Sarah and I are both involved with that amazing organization. And Sarah is actually diplomate. Did I say it right? <laughs> yes, that's so fancy. Yes, I it am. It is. So Sarah took the big old test that proves to the world that she is a genius lifestyle medicine practitioner and now has the diplomate certificate, <laughs> which actually I am going to try to follow in your footsteps and sit for here in just a couple months myself. Then I really have to know how to say it once I have it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubts about you, Jen, because you are a clearly a very strong academic. Yeah, let's hope my flashcards can do the trick for this one. So Sarah and I are part of a lifestyle medicine Facebook group, and we both at almost the same time came up with this idea to do a lifestyle medicine podcast. And Sarah, the more we talked about it, the more excited we both got because our initial audience was perhaps smaller than it will be now. And the more we talked about it, we thought we really want this to be super inclusive. And for anyone who has ever been health curious, we want it to be for people who maybe couldn't afford a health coach or don't have time because you have very busy lives. And this is a much easier way to have a health coach in your life is through this podcast. Who else, Sarah? Who else do we make this for? We wanted it to be also for clinicians as like a resource for their patients. So if you're the clinician who was like me and who thought, well, I just keep having the same conversation with this patient, but I also, I'm a busy clinician. I don't have time to really dig into behavioral change with my patients. Oh, I have this resource that I can refer my patients to 
and it's a very digestible format for them and they can listen to it or I can listen to it and maybe pick up some tips and tricks for how to facilitate behavioral change in my patients as well. Love that. But Jen, I know how you came to be awesome and swimming in the pool of lifestyle medicine, but (laughs) I want you to tell our audience a little bit more about that because I think we had very different paths, right? Yes. And I thought you were going to let me off the hook, Sarah. I thought I could just keep talking about our (laughs) (laughs) Facebook page and all the cool people (laughs) who are on that. Yeah. So unlike Sarah, I was not a science person and I did not foresee myself going into a science career. I like to say that I got into the medical field by accident, which is a terrible pun when you know where I'm going with this. But I was in a near fatal car accident when I was 21 years old and I was a junior and I was studying speech communication. And that's what I saw myself doing with my life is what we're doing right now, talking. (laughs) And it is interesting how when a person goes through, you know, something life-changing like that, like for me, I broke both legs, both arms, had to be in a physical therapy hospital where I had to, you know, relearn to feed myself, I had to relearn to walk, you know, things that you never think you would have to do, or at least I didn't think I'd have to do at age 21. And that experience, really, I had some just phenomenal caregivers kept with me. And I have to say that was a dark time for me and for my family. It was very hard, both physically, I had a ton of pain for months and, you know, to lose so much muscle. And, you know, I had been a runner and had been very active and loved to exercise and not to be able to do any of those things for months. In a way, I have to say it really, it built my resilience and it showed me that a lot of things that I had maybe put some boundaries on myself unnecessarily it taught me that too. So not only did it teach me resilience, but I unlearned some of the things that I thought were true about myself. So I had always told myself, eh, you're not great at science. You're not great at math. So you don't need to go exploring those fields, even though I always thought that it was really interesting. I was always very interested in health promotion and healthy living. And so for me, the call really became after I experienced life as a patient and got inspired by some of my amazing caretakers, you know, in all fields. Like I had incredible nurses and compassionate physicians and I met one PA along the way (laughs) who was funny and compassionate. And of course, the physical therapist I mentioned and nurse practitioners all across the spectrum of care. I had an amazing team and got back to school and realized that I really wanted to go into medicine. And so that's why I say I got into medicine by accident. (laughs) (laughs) So after that, I started looking at how I could do that. And so for me at that age, it seemed that the best plan, by the time I got all my prereqs done, which was basically like taking, you know, another undergraduate degree, I was already in my late 20s. And so I thought PA school seemed like a good match. It ended up being an amazing match. And I went to Yale for my PA school which again, you know, growing up, I might've thought Yale was out of reach, but once you have to like learn to rewalk, <laughs> everything seems a lot easier. Even science seemed a lot easier. So Yale was wonderful. And I had one hour of nutrition training, which unfortunately is 
pretty much still the norm in a lot of schools, except where Sarah teaches and you get it (laughs) at Baylor. But it's still a lot of the norm. Even at Mayo, where we're doing a really good job of getting it into the students, they might only get eight or nine hours of nutrition training through their whole career. So we really don't get a lot. But that one hour was by the famous Dr. David Katz. And if our listeners don't know who he is, he's written a ton of books. And he certainly opened my mind to the possibility of plant-based nutrition and its impact on health and well-being. And so that was really kind of the opening for me. Wow. That was a mouthful. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your story, Jen. I think it's really incredible. And it blows my mind that there was a time in your life where you thought that there were certain things that you weren't good at or that you couldn't achieve because I know what you've done in your career and the potential you still have with your career. So I'm sad that it took something so catastrophic to open those doors up for you. But I'm just so grateful that it did because the world needs the amazing things that you've done. I want you to talk a little bit about the work that you've done in the nutrition space a little bit more if you could. So our listeners understand some of the awesomeness that you have completed. Yeah, definitely. And I guess, you know, one thing that this is probably obvious to our listeners, but I think I'm not alone in putting on these blinders of saying like, I'm not good at this, or I wouldn't be able to do that, you know, and that's something that hopefully our listeners will think just a little bit about, you know, as we're making some behavioral changes that some of our beliefs about ourselves do not serve us well. And This might be a call to those of you who carry any of those beliefs to think about, do they serve me? And if they don't, how can I get rid of them? Let's throw them out. (laughs) Right out of school, I joined Mayo Clinic in Arizona, and I've been there the last 16 years. And like I mentioned earlier, I do some teaching in the med school there. We teach a lifestyle medicine course. I've also been first author on a study that looked at whole food plant-based diet for our type 2 diabetics. And guess what? What? (laughs) Spoiler alert. It works really well. (laughs) That was a great experience to get to see our patients in almost all cases improving and in a couple cases reversing their type 2 diabetes just with eating a whole food plant-based diet. Even diabetics that had been Diabetics for years were able to reverse their type 2 diabetes. So that was very rewarding. Yeah, and we'll link to that study in the show notes because it's a really interesting study to read. And congratulations for getting that done, Jen. Hey, thanks. And we mentioned that we're both health coaches. And I also teach, facilitate, I should say, CHIP, the Complete Health Improvement Program. And that helps people to achieve lifestyle changes. That one's been around a long time, about 30 years, tried and true. And then I also, in my free time, I do some volunteer work for nutritionfacts.org, which is a nonprofit website that was founded by Dr. Michael Greger. On that website, you can find bite-sized pieces, just about any nutrition topic you would want to explore. And what I love about that site and why I started volunteering for it was because it's all evidence-based. So it's not just Dr. Greger's opinion. It's really what 
the medical science and what the literature and nutrition and medicine tell us, it goes beyond any one person's opinion. It's a wealth of information and it is 100% free. It is Dr. Greger's public service for all of us. I edited his book, How Not to Die, and also have been on his board of directors for about the last eight years. So that's my nutrition facts part. It's about everything I can think of. What about you, Sarah? What did I miss in your awesome lifestyle journey? (laughs) Well, I wanted to circle back around to something that you touched on that we really want to give to our listeners, which is the power of possibility with respect to your health and the power to shift the paradigm from like health is something that you achieve and that then you own it and it's like yours and you don't have to ever think about it again to understanding that being healthy is a process. It's about problem solving every day. And lifestyle medicine really gave me that perspective. I've always been interested, health curious, as we'll say, and have always tried to be active and eat to nourish my body and sleep and manage my stress. And you know, Jen, I have a toddler, a two and a half year old, and I'm pregnant with my second. And this pregnancy has been much more difficult for me. And part of that is because it's in the middle of a pandemic, but part of that is also just, I've had more perceptions of physical limitation and more physical symptoms. And although I've had moments of feeling discouraged, I've embraced that, but also thought, okay, let me problem solve how I can maximize my health and exercise autonomy over my health and found a really great exercise program that makes my body feel good which we're not affiliated with or sponsored by, but I will link in our show notes. I've seen my patients also connect with that too, that idea of I want to make these tweaks and changes and integrate these areas of my health life together so that I can live a more healthy and fulfilled life. Yes. Yeah. And that's a process. That's not a straight line up progress, right? It's like a process. And I want to be a part of that for my patients. I want to be a part of that for our listeners. And so that's been really inspirational to me. And and that's something that lifestyle medicine has given to me as well. I am so glad you brought that up, Sarah. And kudos to you for coaching yourself. That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've had kind of a similar journey recently. If it's okay, I'd like to share that. Yes, please. With our listeners. I am inspired by your pregnancy story. I know that has got to be tough, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And I think something that I've heard from some people sometimes is that they'll look at people like you and me and be like, oh, it's easy for you, right? Like you've been doing this for years. It's your habit. It's so simple, but you just made clear, no, it's not. Life is always happening and we are always having to adjust what we're doing. And I've been doing that this year too. So I used to love to run. And up until last year, I was a runner. And then I stress fractured my foot, which (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately is pretty common in runners that run a lot, perhaps more than I should have been. But I found it was such a good stress reliever for me. I just love to run. Anyways, so when that happened, I thought, okay, I'm going to become a swimmer. I wasn't going to sit on the bench. I was like, I got to find something else where I can get my aerobic workout in. And as soon as I got full blown into my like Michael Phelps self, (laughs) pandemic hit and my community pool closed. So, you know, again, it's one of those times when it's not always easy. I had to sit and think, okay, now what? So what did I do? I became a walker. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I do weights too. I invested in an inexpensive weight set that I found on eBay. And so I have weights in my house and I do those three times a week as well. But for the walking, you know, it's funny because I had just gotten into walking and then summer hit in Arizona and it's like 110 degrees here. So it's really quite uncomfortable to walk. So again, how am I going to keep walking? Okay, I'm just going to have to get up at five in the morning every morning and get out the door. And you know, that's not always easy either. It's a commitment to going to bed earlier than I usually do too. So, you know, it's just this constant, like you said, it's the problem solving and the knowing that there is a way, but that we just sometimes have to troubleshoot the answers to keep on track with our goals. That's so true. And that's what we want to do with our listeners. And we're so excited to be on your journey with you to health and on each other's journey to health, toward health, I should say, not to health. I don't know, Jen, what do you think? Should we wrap it up and tease a little bit about what we're going to talk about in the upcoming episodes? So for our next episode, we're going to jump into our behavioral change introduction series. So listener, we want you to be thinking about what your priorities are because we are going to be talking about finding your why. Mm, intriguing. <laughs> and you know what? I did think of one other thing, Sarah, before we wrap up. We should talk about why we call this podcast The Fruitful 15. Oh my gosh. Yes, I almost forgot. I'm so glad you mentioned that. So the reason we called this podcast Fruitful 15 is kind of on that same theme. We wanted to show you that you can harness the power of just 15 minutes a day to make impactful changes in your health. Sometimes it feels overwhelming to make health changes. We think we have to invest a lot of time and money and energy, TME. But really, if you can just take 15 minutes and be consistent and problem solve around that, we really think that we can help you change life and have you live a more healthy and fulfilled life too. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to do it in 15 minutes for our upcoming episode. So that'll be exciting. So we want you to call us with your questions. Our phone number is 928-793-1353. Or you can email us at fruitful15podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website for the show notes at fruitful15.com. That was perfect, Sarah. Well, thanks for letting us be a part of your healthy journey, everyone. This has been your Fruitful 15, where you can change your life in just 15 minutes a day. And I should say that this will be our longest podcast. The rest of them truly (laughs) will be 15 minutes. We super duper promise. Till next time. Till next time. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.